the Unofficial Bengals Podcast. Welcome to the Unofficial Bengals Podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. In this episode, we're going to go over some headlines. We're going to review the final roster and my selections on who's going to make it, who's going to get cut, who's going to go to the practice squad. And we're also going to have Tom McLevy stop in for another McLevy Minute. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Todd Pennington, with Columbus-based Revolution Mortgage, the proud sponsor of the Unofficial Bengals podcast. If you're looking to purchase a new home or get out of renting, now's the time. With historically low rates and fast closings, Todd can have you in your dream home in no time. So contact Todd Pennington at 614-390-9520 or visit revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington for more info. Revolution Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 1686046. Seriously, everyone, give Todd a call. He'll take good care of you. The Unofficial Bengals Podcast is brought to you by the Zedia Network. And one last thing before we get on with the show for today. If you guys get a chance, go to www.zedianetwork.com. You can see the full roster of shows, lots of great entertainment on there. And there's also merchandise available. They have a really cool Joe Burrow hoodie. So when you get a chance, go check it out. And Zedia is the word media, only with a Z. Bengals headlines. All right, so there's a couple headlines for this week. I guess the main one... Is Joe Mixon signing the contract? Four years, $48 million. Really happy to have him aboard. I know that Mr. Tobin and Mr. Brown like re-signing their own, and we had a chance to do that here. And it means that you succeeded. You drafted a guy in the second round, and then he gets his second contract, which is a mega deal. You know that's a successful draft pick. I knew it when they drafted him. He's very enthusiastic towards the team. You always see him next to the head coach getting excited about things, cheering everyone on. No matter what's going on with his game, he's still excited for the team. Excellent guy to have on your team. A leader. Congratulations, Joe. You earned it. Let's keep going. Let's hope that you get that third contract too, my man. All right, some house cleaning stuff. They made three cuts recently, and they cut Bryce Sterk who was that defensive end that they grabbed. And I guess with um, Khalid Kareem being hurt, they just wanted to bring in a couple other guys to see what else they can get in at the pass rushing position. And Khalid Kareem had a great scrimmage from what I heard, so that makes a guy like Bryce Sterk expendable. So that's probably why he got waived. O'Shea Duga, the offensive lineman, he was also waived. He was one of those mammoth offensive linemen that I thought had a, a shot at making the practice squad, to be honest with you. But I know that he had some knee issues, and I guess they wanted to just cut him loose now. So, um, unfortunately, O'Shea is now on the market. And Brady Sheldon, which was a little bit of a surprise. You know, when I was going over the roster, even before anything started, I just assumed that he was going to be waived because he wasn't a guy that I really heard of. He hasn't really done much in his career up to this point. But then he had a really good training camp as a pass rusher, not even as like a linebacker, a, you know, a coverage guy or a, a middle thud guy. He was doing well in some pass rushing drills. I think he beat Bobby Hart a couple times. So I was like, you know what? Here's a dark horse that might make the squad, but apparently not. So, hey, good luck to you too, Brady Sheldon. I don't know if they're going to bring any of these three guys onto the practice squad because usually if you get cut this early, you're probably not in the team's future plans. So all three of you guys, I wish you good luck, and hopefully you guys get a landing spot somewhere to continue your NFL careers. And the last headline for this week is the scrimmage. So they had the scrimmage a couple days back, and I would say the main thing 
to take away from this was there were no injuries. That's the most important thing at this point. Yes, development, getting Burrow some work, it's all very important. But the fact that no one was injured in this scrimmage and we're getting ready to head to the season in good shape is going to be good for us. So regarding the scrimmage of this week, there was a couple things of note. I know that the safeties played well and Jesse Bates played well, so that's real good that those guys got a final tune-up before the opener. I know Joe Burrow started off 0 for 3, and then I think he went 9 for 10 after that. And again, we're so football-starved right now that we're just analyzing every pass. You know, Burrow misses three in a row. Oh, my God, it's a crisis. Again, we're so starved for football that any little thing is exciting at this point. So, yeah, he went 0 for 3, and then he went 9 for 10. It's not a barometer of how he's going to play against the Chargers. Let's just be happy that he got the work. You know, in a lot of previous seasons, we wouldn't even be knowing about these stats on someone's scrimmage. But this year, you know, everything's so hypersensitive because we almost didn't think we were going to get an NFL season. So it is fun to analyze our prize quarterback and see how well he did. But don't read into it too much. Don't read into the 0 for 3 too much. Don't read into the 9 for 10 too much. He's going to be just fine. It's going to be a great season with him, and I'm glad he's getting the work in. They rested a bunch of starters for the scrimmage, which is exactly what I would like them to do. And it got Burrow used to playing with some of the guys that might be coming in later in the year. You know, I know that the first-team guys get a lot of reps in practice. Sometimes the the third-string guys aren't really getting a lot of contact with Burrow. I know Scotty Washington had a good scrimmage, and I think that's going to land him a spot in the practice squad, which I felt was up in the air up to this point, so that's good for him. Um, As far as pass rushers, Sam Hubbard had a monster day, which is good. That's what we're expecting out of him. Can't wait. Stay healthy, Sam. You're going to have a great year. Khalid Kareem, very pleasant surprise there as well. The defense won the scrimmage. So I don't know. It's a pretty crazy scoring system that they use. But, hey, the defense played well. I think they needed it for their confidence. Getting ready for week one, it's going to be good. Tony Brown probably earned himself a spot on the team as well. I know that he missed a couple interceptions, but he was in the right spot to at least deflect the ball. And, again, we're still looking to fill that corner spot. So maybe he fits into that rotation. So good job, Tony, on on keeping your NFL career alive here in Cincinnati. So that'll do it for the recap of the scrimmage. Again, no injuries. It's a good thing. And some players got to show that they're ready to make this team, which is also a good thing. All right. So one of my favorite things to do every season is right when preseason ends, I love to predict the roster. I love to predict how many players they're going to keep at each position, who's going to be on the practice squad, what players we're going to say goodbye to. It's just one of my favorite things to do as the season approaches. So here we are with the final roster analysis of the preseason. (laughs) Roster analysis. This is the unofficial Bengals podcast predictions on who's going to make the team. So you guys can hold me to it when they make their cuts on Sunday. We'll see how well I did. All right, so at the quarterback position, we're going to end up keeping two, in my opinion. It's going to be Joe Burrow and Ryan Finley. This is different from other years because sometimes if you have a quarterback like Dolagala who you don't want to lose, you can't put him on the practice squad. But this year, you're able to protect four guys on the practice squad. So I think they're going to keep Burrow and Finley on the active roster, obviously. And I think Dolagala and Brandon Allen are going to be on the practice squad. And I almost feel like they're going to protect both of those guys on a weekly basis. I think two of the four protection picks are going to be quarterbacks. All right, moving on to the running back position. There's only five running backs on the roster. So I think they're all going to make it. 
but I think that Travion Williams is going to end up on the practice squad just because the other guys have seemed to outplay him in the preseason. So we have Mixon, Bernard, Pirine, and Patrick as the four running backs. If something happens to Bernard, Travion Williams is coming right up to the active roster. And look out for Williams to be one of those guys that they protect on the practice squad as well. Wide receiver, the big mystery. So much talk about the wide receivers in the offseason. They're going to keep seven. They can't just keep six because all seven of these guys deserve to make the roster and you don't want to lose any of them. And they do have a few guys that are eligible for the practice squad too out of this position group. So you have obviously Green, Boyd, Ross, Tate, Higgins, Erickson, Thomas. None of those guys have done anything to make them not have a spot on this roster. So I think they're going to go with seven there. And as a result, I think they're going to go a little lighter at tight end. And then we're going to have Stanley Morgan on the practice squad and probably someone that they're going to protect down there. And he'll be the first guy up if there's any issues with the other receivers. And Scotty Washington, I think, is also going to get on the practice squad. And Demarcus Lodge, I think, also has a spot there, too. Tight end, tough spot. I think it's going to be Uzama, Sample, and Carter. Mitchell Wilcox, I know they like him. I think he's going to end up on the practice squad. Mason Shrek, I think, is going to get a break here because he's going to be one of those veterans that you're going to be able to keep on the practice squad. So I don't think they're going to cut him or lose him. Unfortunately for Jordan Franks, I think his time in Cincinnati may be over. You didn't really hear much about him in the preseason, and that doesn't bode well for him. So I think they might opt to keep someone like Wilcox around because he's a little bit cheaper and a little bit younger than a Jordan Franks. Offensive line. So the interior offensive linemen, I think they're going to keep five of them. And it's going to be Hopkins, Billy Price, Jordan, Suofilo, and Redmond. At the outside position of tackle, I think it's going to be Jonah Williams, Bobby Hart, Fred Johnson, and Adenogy. I think those are going to be the nine guys. Sometimes they keep ten. But I think in this case, they're going to have nine on the active. As far as offensive linemen who are going to go to the practice squad, I think Frederick Mayagoa, the new guy they grabbed, I think they grabbed him for a reason to have another backup center in there. So I'm assuming that he's going to go to the practice squad. And then look for them to add someone else on the waiver wire to get another lineman in there, maybe another tackle. As far as the defensive line, you have Atkins, Reeder, Daniels, and I think Freedom Akinmoladun is going to make it as the number four interior defensive lineman. And look for them to possibly go on the waiver wire there as well. On the outside on the defensive line, we're going to have Dunlap, Hubbard, Lawson, Andrew Brown, who can also swing inside, and Khalid Kareem, a pleasant surprise. So I think the emergence of Khalid Kareem at that last scrimmage probably meant the end for Bryce Sterk, and it probably meant that Khalil McKenzie and Imani Bledsoe are going to go to the practice squad or possibly not on the team at all. So those are the nine defensive linemen that I have. I I picture four interior and five exterior. Look for Trey Dishon. I'm not sure if he's going to be a cut or a practice squatter, but they are going to need a little bit additional help at the interior line for depth. So linebacker is one of the big positions. We went into the season having like one or two of them, and now we actually have enough to fill a whole core and some practice squad guys. So obviously Bynes, Pratt, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, Marcus Bailey. I think they're all making it. I think Jordan Evans is going to make it too, unless there's some lingering injury issue. And that puts Brady Sheldon, as we saw, on the cut list. And I'm not sure what that means for Marcel Spears Jr. as well. I think that Austin Calitro is going to be one of those veterans who makes the practice squad. And Spears may be the odd man out here. 
defensive back, tough position as well because of what happened with Trey Wayne. So Wayne's, I think they're going to put him on the IR, maybe with the eligibility to return late in the season. So that'll be one less guy that they actually have to cut from the roster. So that actually turns into somewhat of a positive, I guess if you can call it that. So the corners that are going to be on the team this year, obviously William Jackson, Mackenzie Alexander, Darius Phillips, LaShawn Sims is making the team. Tony Brown is now going to make the team. And I think Winston Rose makes the team. And then your practice squad guy is probably going to be Tory McTire. And I think that Greg Maben is probably going to be the guy who gets cut here. You didn't hear much about him in training camp. You know, we'll see what happens there, but that's kind of my prediction on that. The safety position, again, with Williams going down, you realize how thin we are there. But it's going to be Bell, Williams, Bates, and Brandon Wilson. And I think they're going to actually put Trayvon Henderson and Mo Smith on the practice squad. you got to keep at least one of those guys around because if there's something going on with Williams, you're going to need four good safeties. Anything can happen. It's a hard-hitting position. So let's make sure that we have five, six guys on the roster somewhere, you know, four actives, two practice squad guys, just to make sure that we're okay back there. And then specialists, no changes there. We have Harris, Kevin Huber, and Bullock. Those guys have been doing very well here. Huber constantly has good years. Harris has not had a bad snap yet. So with the specialists on the practice squad, typically you don't have any. But I have this weird feeling that they're going to keep Dan Godsall on the practice squad just in case there's some issue and if anyone gets sick. and If you're without a long snapper, you're in deep trouble. So, you know, you could look for them to let Godsell go and then just sign him off the street later in the year if they need but I'm almost feeling like that's going to be a surprise practice squad guy. They're going to keep an extra long snapper. I could be wrong. I thought they were going to keep Vizcaino as a backup punter and kicker on the practice squad, but they did waive him. So that makes the 53-man roster. So we went over all those guys. Practice squad, I mentioned those guys as we went on. And as far as the cuts, there was basically 10 cuts that need to be made because of Wayne's going on the IR but they just made three of them. So I think there's only seven Bengals that we're going to be saying goodbye to. And here's my prediction on that. I don't know for sure, but the seven guys that I think that are going to get cut are Jordan Franks, Josh Nipfel because of that head injury, Trey Dishon, he's on the line. He could be on the practice squad and they could just wave Godsell, the long snapper, for more depth and interior. Kendall Futrell, I don't really know what's going to happen with him. I have him as one of the potential cuts. Spears Jr., they were mentioning that There might be a speed issue there, so I also have him as a cut. Greg Maben, you know, he put in his time here, good special teams guy. I'm not sure that he's going to make the squad. And then Trenton Irwin, I think, is the odd man out at wide receiver. And then on the reserve list, you have Rennell Wren. Good luck, man. I hope you come back next year. And then we have Tupo coming back next year, another interior lineman, so that's good. And Isaiah Prince, another interior lineman on the offensive side of the ball, so we'll see what happens with him. So that's my prediction on the Bengals' 53-man roster. Again, I love doing this. To the guys who get waived and cut, good luck to you in your careers. To the practice squad guys, stay in the building. Keep playing well. Anything can happen. This year, there's 16 guys on the practice squad, which is a lot more than normal. So guys that may have been waived in the past actually have a shot at sticking around in the building, which is really good for depth. You don't have to necessarily make a lot of crazy decisions, especially when you can protect four of these guys. Because in years past, Dolagala would be on the roster as the number three. But this year you have the flexibility because you can protect him on the practice squad. So now that gives you an extra roster space somewhere else. In this case, maybe at wide receiver. 
And then you can have six veterans on the practice squad, which you couldn't do prior. So guys like Mason Shrek or Mo Smith, Austin Calitro, maybe those guys in the past might not have been with the squad anymore. And again, one final note, this probably isn't final. So we're going to go in and say, oh, these are our 16 practice squad guys. They're probably going to end up waving one or two of them and grabbing another couple players that got waived from other teams, kind of like what Marvin Lewis did. I think back in the day when they had 10 guys on the practice squad, he would usually just sign nine, and then a day or two later he would get that 10th guy from another team because they have the number one waiver claim, which is a great advantage. So that's going to do it. Those are the 53 guys that I think are going to make the team. And then we got another 16 on the practice squad. So basically 69 out of the 80 guys are still going to be around. And you have Waynes going to IR. They already waived three guys. So again, look for about seven more to get cut. So the team's going to look a lot similar to what it looks like right now. And that's fortunate. I hate when we have to say goodbye to players, especially in this season when you haven't seen some of these guys perform. And one final commentary on my opinions here. You know, some of these guys, I, I haven't been at the practices I didn't get to go to training camp this year, so a lot of it I'm just speaking off of what I've read and some instinct and just the reading between the lines of some of the moves they made. Like, I've never seen Khalil McKenzie play, so how do I know he's not going to be the 10th defensive lineman? How do I know he's going to be on the practice squad? You know, I'm, I'm just throwing my opinions out there. We'll see how accurate that I am, but regardless, I love analyzing the roster and making these final predictions before the season starts. McLeavy Minute. All right, we're here with Tom McLeavy. Tom, how are you today? Good, Frankie. How you doing, bud? All right, man. Let's get right down to business. So the Bengals re-signed Mixon. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it before. It's a must. With a rookie quarterback, it needed to happen. And with Mike Brown's track record of signing his own players, Mixon's a special back. To give him uh, an extension was a no-brainer. The money was uh, a little higher than what we talked about previously. So he takes care of his own, and Mixon's well-deserving of it. So with Joe Burrow needing a guy to lean on, you need a good back behind him. So we got one signed to 2024. I hear you on that. I was happy that they did it. A little bit more money than both of us thought, but hey, he's going to be there for four years as long as he's healthy, and what a way to take the pressure off Burrow. Exactly. A good team guy, good locker room guy, so uh, the team was pumped when they heard that he got paid. And no, 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 I'm sitting out, I'm not doing this, I'm not, you know, he's a, a great role model to the other guys to say that, you know, you produce... Mike Brown will take care of you. Great point and positive for for the organization on all fronts. Yes, yes. All right, Tom, so I know that you listened to the scrimmage on the radio. So what are your thoughts on the scrimmage? Uh, Yes, uh, a little tough listening on the radio. I'm not used to it. The number one thing is Joe Burrow. You know, that's what I wanted to listen to. He started off slowly, uh, missing a couple targets, but uh, he came on nicely. You know, they said they call it a scrimmage, but it was no tackling. But it just gave us a view of what Joe Burrow can do. And from what I took off of the radio broadcast was he has poise and he spreads the ball around. The takeaway I got from that scrimmage is A.J. Green better be nervous. 
uh, he wanted to play, but they kept him out, kept mixing out, kept a couple starters out. But Burrow spread the ball around, and guys like Tyler Boyd, couple tight ends got in through sample, dropped one, but uh, came up with a nice uh, catch and run. But uh, overall, A.J. Green seeing money flashing before his eyes, saying that, you know something, we might not pay you next year due to the fact that guys can come right in and make plays with Joe Burrow. With Joe Burrow spreading the ball around, now that they pay Joe Mixon, A.J. Green might be playing for a spot on the team next year, or with this year being a franchise tag, at the trade deadline, they might send them to somewhere else, seeing that they got Tyler Boyd, that they got T. Higgins, Orton Tate, John Ross. A.J. Green must have been standing there, seeing maybe his Bengal career ending sooner than he hoped. Wow, Tom, I didn't even consider that perspective. I'm hoping for the storybook ending that, you know, Joe Burrow rejuvenates a healthy A.J. Green and we get four more years out of him and a bunch of big success. But, I mean, you make some valid points in this day of of organizations trying to save money. Exactly. I am positive the A.J. Green price went down in the Bengals' eyes. And every week that he does not play... And the Bengals put receivers out there that make plays. Every week, that price is going down to a point where, like I said earlier, that they could jettison him uh, at the trade deadline, you know, if they, you know, are out of it and building for next year. Uh, New England, again, might be calling for him. That's what I took away from that scrimmage. I think A.J. Green looked at it, too, seeing a quarterback that can spread the ball around like Burrow did. So it'll be interesting this year with A.J. Green. Wow, Tom. You know, I was thinking that you were going to just recap the scrimmage, but to bring in a, a totally unique point like this. That's the point that when I'm sitting there listening to it, I'm, I'm saying that he could be gone next year. All right. Well, Tom, powerful takes as always. Thanks for coming by, my friend. No problem, pal. I'll talk to you soon. That'll do it for this episode. Next episode is going to be a special edition of the Unofficial Bengals podcast. I'm going to be speaking with Dick Maloney and Steve Watkins, and they're the authors of Classic Bengals, the 50 greatest games in Bengals history. So the whole episode is going to be dedicated to me talking to these amazing historians about amazing Bengal games. It's really cool stuff. That's going to be coming out early next week. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Todd Pennington, with the Columbus-based mortgage company, Revolution Mortgage. And you can reach Todd at 614-390-9520. I'd also like to give thanks to the ZD Network, at ZDN Network, on Instagram and Twitter. Go check them out. Really great entertainment. They're selling really good merchandise, bringing in great guests for my show. So all's good working with those guys. Really cool company. I'd also like to thank at Bengals Highlights on Instagram. One of the best pages out there. You guys definitely got to check it out. Thank you for listening to the unofficial Bengals podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. The unofficial Bengals podcast.